a, a host of different types of athletes, um, both beginner and professional athletes as well. And I know for a fact that my professional athletes are always concerned about their heart rate, their VO2 max. But lately, I've been seeing a lot of kind of more beginner runners wonder, why would I want to know what my heart rate is, what my VO2 max is for training? What is the importance here? Which is what I want to talk to you guys about today. I want to give you guys some just basic ground rules, uh, basic understanding, I should say, more regarding VO2 max and why it matters. Hi, I'm Dr. Heather, and welcome to Fix Your Pain Naturally podcast. Throughout the pandemic, I saw a need for people just like you who wanted to have a better understanding of how to fix their pain naturally. So I created some online courses and online services to do just that, to help serve over a thousand people each year in really understanding how to get their ailment resolved with doing some basic, simple, corrective exercises at home. I want to jump right into today's podcast because it is an interesting topic. So VO2 max, what is it? Why does it matter? So if you're like me, you've seen this word thrown around in various running groups and you may have wondered what it is. So let's give you the general definition of VO2 max. So VO2 max means the maximal, or I should say, doesn't mean, but stands for the maximal oxygen uptake that it's, and it's a training tool used by fitness professionals to determine an athlete's capacity to sustain exercise. So we all know that oxygen is required in order for us to perform activities, regardless of what the activity is. If it's weightlifting, if it's skiing, swimming, playing tennis, playing golf, there's still an oxygen demand for our muscles um, in order to perform that activity. So Right there, VO2 max stands for maximal oxygen uptake, and it's a training tool used by us in the fitness professional industry. Now, a lot of professional athletes may have a home version where they, you know, go ahead and put the apparatus on their face and they wind up going ahead and, you know, calculating their own VO2 max. That's a little bit on the extreme side, but now if you're somebody who's new to say running, and you're seeing this word thrown around in various groups and you're wondering, why would I want to kind of understand this? How is this going to help me? Well, it all boils down to if you eventually have that dream of doing a half marathon, a full marathon, or even an ultra run. So understanding our VO2 max is going to play into the endurance activity, that longer duration where we're going to need more oxygen to carbon dioxide exchange happening within our muscles in order to perform and sustain that activity. So that's what it really boils down to is looking at, you know, our aerobic endurance capacity, you know, oxygen, how much oxygen can an individual utilize during intense exercise? Now, if we look at long duration events, those are intense activities, you know, like, so if somebody's going to do a, um, triathlon, especially an Olympic or an Ironman, they may want to actually know what their VO2 max is because it's going to impact their training. And that's pretty much their program design for training. You know, what they should be doing when it comes to altitude changes, um, degrees of, you know, temperature changes and so forth. So that's how this really kind of plays in is really looking at the type of endurance activity that you want to partake in. Now, 
how would you find out what your VO2 max is? Well, I'll tell you right now, your VO2 max will not be calculated by your Apple Watch. <laughs> no, your Apple Watch will calculate your heart rate. And that's a whole nother topic in understanding heart rate training and why you would want to know what your heart rate is and why you would want to keep it in a certain zone. Now, when it comes to VO2 max, this is where you really do have to go to a facility that's more or less specializes in doing VO2 max. And what happens is you put a mask on your face with a tube and that tube is connected to a computer setup. And what you're looking at is the air that's being expelled. So your exhalation. So the air that you're breathing out is what's being calculated here while you're performing an activity. And usually the most common activity when calculating this will either be cycling or running. So you'll either be put on a bike or you'll be put on the treadmill. Now, as you're going through the activity, you're going to notice that the intensity of the activity keeps increasing because that's what we want to calculate. We want to see what happens when we're under intense activity, intense exercise. So as we're going through these things, we're going to see the treadmill is going to pick up some speed. You're going to be pushing harder on a bike. And what we're doing now is really looking at that exchange. We're really looking to see what the volume of carbon dioxide and oxygen of the air that you expire during the test will be. And that's how we're calculating this methodology. Now, granted, not everybody knows where to go uh, for this type of test, but if you, you know, do have some sports specific training facilities in your town, in your city, chances are they do these things. Now, if you are in the fitness industry, your instructor, your fitness professional may know of how to do VO2 max, which is called the indirect way, where we would have you go ahead and walk as fast as you can for one mile. And then what we would do at the end is note the time it takes you to complete that one mile and then we would take your heart rate. And then we would use a simple formula to calculate your VO2 max. And that formula is actually the heart rate times the stroke volume times the volume of oxygen that is released um, from the muscle cells. So that's another way that we can also figure that out. Now, I will say this, you know, the other innate way to know if your VO2 max is increasing or how you're doing. And I'm going to use running as the example here. When we start to run, when we, you know, if we're a little bit on the deconditioned side or we haven't ran in maybe a couple of years, you may notice that that first mile that you do, the first two miles that you do, that your breathing rate has gone up, your heart rate has gone up. Maybe you're having trouble catching your breath a little bit more and you're noticing a little bit more exhaustion. Now, the next time you do it, you should notice that not all those symptoms happen, or maybe throughout the week, those symptoms lessen. That's an indication that you are naturally increasing your VO2 max, because what you're noticing now is that you're not feeling as exhausted. You're not panting as much. You're not catching your breath as much. Those are all signs that you're increasing your aerobic activity, which ultimately means you're going to increase your VO2 max. So that is essentially kind of a, a very simple kind of mindful way we could go ahead and say, yeah, you know, I've noticed that my VO2 max has increased. 
Um, but if you want to seriously kind of know what those numbers are, especially if you do have big aspirations to do some of those major endurance events that are out there, like I say, like an ultra or an Ironman or even an Olympic uh, triathlon, then I would recommend highly getting your VO2 max calculated properly at a facility. So then you can use it in your own training programming. Or if you are working with a coach, they can also assess your training program a little bit better. So you notice an overall improvement in your performance for whatever event you are going ahead and taking. Now, this is just a little kind of introduction to VO2 max and what it is and why it would be important. And again, it's just really a matter of assessing your overall aerobic capacity when doing intense exercise. Now, on today's podcast, I do want to invite you guys. I am offering currently a free seven day all access pass to my myofascial release guide. So if you haven't already started to work with me, if you haven't purchased the myofascial guide and you're wondering if it's going to work for you, I will offer this pass to you. My myofascial guide takes you through a step-by-step approach in how to use a foam roller and a massage ball regarding some of the most common areas we see as athletes and non-athletes that can flare up as we start to get back to activity. So do check out the link down below. And like always, I will catch you guys next week right here on the airways.